media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. Right, so every after, uh, every time after 10 o'clock, we, we have an eye on future. We speak to someone in the marketing in, or marketing and branding or media industry, and we, we get to know about uh, things that, that they do. Let me just tell you a couple of things before I get to uh, Heidi Brower. Just one second. We've been, you know we've been talking about the tweet poll on social, what works better, social or traditional. So I've done up a new poll because the first one had about 75% for social uh, ahead of traditional. So since chatting to uh, Tebokho Ditsekho, I thought let me put it up again. Interesting one. And I know the bias of people because they're operating on social media. You've got two choices. Either vote traditional media or social media. Which one works best? At the moment, the answer, 63% believe social media works best for a brand. 37% believe traditional media. You can continue voting. We've got another 39 minutes left if you go to my timeline and you'll see it as Ashraf Ganta with that hashtag media show. Continue voting on that as well. Anyway. All right. So, so, uh, Heidi, good chatting to you, Chief Marketing Officer Hollard. Nice to yeah. be here. Thanks. Thank you. I'm looking at your Twitter handle. You're like the ultimate BE person. No, you know, it just was one of those <laughs> things. I didn't know my, you know, everybody's um, email address is their first name and the first letter of their surname. Yes. So when I joined Twitter a few years ago, I thought, well, easy, Heidi B, but it was taken. So I kept adding E's until it said you can have it. And then I ended up is with four E's. Yeah. So you really are this B E E E. You are making a statement, aren't what, you? What can I do? <laughs> let's, let's talk. So, so you're whole lot now. I didn't get to your uh, your run that you had a couple of months ago. Mm, uh, it was fantastic. Uh, we'll get you there in a the, speedo the, the, next the, time. So just tell me what it was, just so that we know. It's called the Daredevil Run, and um, it started with a dare with a bunch of guys saying, I'll put money to cancer if you run through the streets in a speedo. And it's turned into a countrywide run with about 5,000 runners, who guys who run in our purple speedos. And we give um, all the funds to the Cancer Association to raise funds for testicular and um, other male cancers. And that's what, once a year? It's an once, yeah, yeah. Once a year is how, enough. How much do you collect? In terms um, of we collect a good few hundred thousand rand. We sponsor the whole thing. And um, we buy, um, this year we bought mobile testing stations for um, underprivileged areas. So the Cancer Association can go in, do finger prick testing, um, and do screening for um, and education for um, male cancers, which are are really under um, under um, marketed, if that makes any sense. Women are taught to t- check their breasts and go for pap smears. Men are not t- taught to you're, check. You're their absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. So that's the CSI project. Mm. Other than that, uh, let's talk about the brand in terms of where you are right now. Because uh, when I spoke to you last, I mentioned the point of heads as Kulula, and I was told yesterday it's, it's a very definite K, by the way, not a soft K. So I know. I was actually at a comedy show on Friday night, yeah. um, and the guys were, were expressing the fact that it's a definite hard K, not a soft K. <laughs> Probably went to the same one. Anyway. Oh, we were there. Let's, okay, let's, so let's talk about, you know, Hollard and, and what you do there. Um, so, uh, look, it's Hollard, an amazing organization. It's an organization with soul. Um, I said to the chairman when I joined, I didn't have a deep abiding yearning to be in financial services or in fact in insurance but Hollard as a brand and an organization is really special there's a there's a, um, uh, an ethos a soul that comes from our shareholders who've um, who are still our, our shareholders the founding um, father grandfather I suppose mm-hmm. um, is that the family are still involved so it's an organization with a lot of heart and a lot of soul and what we do insurance I've fallen in love with it actually have you yeah I mean astonishingly I didn't really understand enough about it Insurance puts people back 
to where they were or better after a disaster has happened. It's simple as that. Um, but from a brand point of view, and the Hollard brand was a little tired, a bit neglected, and I like nothing more than a startup or a fix-up. So. So, so what impact have you had? How long have you been there at Hollard? In fact, today or today, it is today the 15th. Mm. Oh, it's my third year anniversary. Wow. Okay, so what, what changes have you made then in, in moving to this tired, you know, let's call it the grey old man, whatever it is, to, to where it is now? Well, I think for sure everybody knows it's a purple um, Absolutely. youthful man, woman, whichever. And a very distinctly... White purple, the colour that I certainly like. In yeah. fact, we've shifted the purple to Pantone's up since that came. Okay. So that's one of the things that we did. And we've completely um, redone the corporate identity, which Hollard had been dabbling with uh, the idea of doing that seven years ago, seven years before I joined, in fact. The strategy had been looked at because it was really time. Um, and it wasn't me, the new CMO comes in and says, oh, I don't like the logo, mm, let's change mm. it. It wasn't that at all. It was just good timing. And I suppose maybe I had the cojones to say, Let's just do it. And in fact, in nine months, we had done it. From the day I joined, nine months later, we launched the new corporate identity. We um, reintroduced Hollard to all of our markets. And people actually know who it is. One of my ex-co colleagues said when he goes into organizations now for meetings, people actually know who he works for. So, But, 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 I, but, I, but I think if you have to ask me the same question, I've always known Hollard, but, but they were certainly not top of the mind. I'm sorry. But mm. now, whether I'm a client or not a client, I'm very aware of it. And, and that distinct purpley color is now for me as a, as a Coca-Cola. It's probably the best, uh, the, the best compliment I can pay you. So thank well, you, well, thank you. With yeah. the teeniest, tiniest budget too, but but what, uh, that's a good so challenge. So working in a in a teeniest, tiniest budget. Well, so I come from um, Gulula, from airlines, so mm. I know all about teeny tiny budgets. And actually, frankly, I like the challenge. I think that you are, you and your team are, are far more stretched when you have um, less money to spend. I did have things to trade when I worked for the airline, mm, though, because everybody course. wanted an airline seat, right? Not so many people want uh, an insurance now. You'd be surprised, though. Um, so I think it's a, it's a, it's a good intellectual, um, um, stimulating challenge to work with less money rather than just have buckets of it not know what to do with. Um, this year, uh, we've just had the, the research. We had like between 2 and 3% of the spend, depending on which of our sectors, and the second and third highest awareness of our mm. brand. So that comes from being like totally on purpose, totally knowing what you're doing, um, repeating, repeating, repeating till people actually want to be ill because you're saying the same thing over and over again. But that's what it is, building layers of the cake. That's and and how, how do you do that? I mean, just give us an insight into, into what it is you do in terms of this repeating or the strategy with a small budget. So the first thing is, is to have a strategy and not a 5,000-page document. We, we refer to three power slides that we use all the time, and people roll their eyes when I pull them out again. But everybody knows what they are. Um, and everybody uses them. So first, having a usable strategy. Second, having um, being on purpose. You know, kids say, you did it on purpose. Well, we should all be more on mm, purpose. Mm, we mm, should mm. really be mindful all the time of what we're trying to achieve. Um, and thirdly, uh, you know, I say it takes a village to raise a brand. Like we say, it takes a village to raise a child. Because mm, your brand mm. is your child. You have to know what's good for it, what you want it to, who you want it to be friends with. Um, who you want it to be associated with, where it's at its best, and then all your partners that work with you on your brand need to know that too. So they all have to know what's in those three power cells. Well, ho hopefully you've built them together. And we're all on purpose together to raise our child. And then we repeat, 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 repeat. And, and, and if a new um, partner comes in, they get to learn um, with the same depth and intensity um, who that child is that we're raising together so that we're all completely on the same track. You, you hopefully, uh, I'm assuming you tuned in at 9 o'clock. 
um, listening to my chat with Tebocho Ditsecho around social media versus traditional, what, what medium works best for brands. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I think, I think, I remember just before I joined Halad, I wrote an article about when will new media not be called new media anymore. Mm. And that's not so long ago. Three years ago, we called social media um, and digital and anything not on paper new media. That's true, actually. And yes. we don't call it new media anymore. So I think that one can't choose one over the other. I think it's now part of the, I want to say the word melange, it feels awfully mm, mm. proper for a f- Sunday morning, but, but it is that. I think that consumers don't separate one from the other. They don't stand choosing which hair shampoo going, I wonder if I saw the ad on social media or if I saw, if I, if I engaged on social media mm, or mm, on a mm. billboard. They're being um, immersed and exposed to brands. Okay, so, so what you're saying is, because, because the question we were asking specifically is what works better, not so much whether one should collaborate. Now, I think the answer about, you know, being on both platforms to me is, is pretty obvious. Obvious, yeah. But, but having said that, if you had to measure, you know, when you go back to, to head office and say, okay, which one of the two worked better? So I think that's the word, measure, is that you can w- measure the one and more easily than the other, which means mm, people mm. tend to think that it works better than the other, but it doesn't necessarily. I think it depends what sector you're in, um, this engagement thing. Some people want to, some brands are more easy or desirable to engage with than others. I mean, nobody really wants an in, in, a relationship with their bank or their insurer. Really, they mm, don't. Mm, mm, um, so for us, it's a challenge to create content that one does want to engage with. So the, the trick, I think, is in this measure thing. Um, we, say, we used to say what gets measured gets managed. Now what gets measured gets the money. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not an easy one to answer. And I think it depends on what sector you're working in, what kind of brand you're working with. But I think you have to have a balance of both. Well, it certainly gives me a chance to ask you how, how your, your own work, your, your, your job description, and how you tackle your work has has therefore changed, let's say, in the last, whatever, seven to ten years? Well, so, I mean, by dint of the fact that I ended up with four E's on my Twitter profile mm, and mm. people call me now Hedy B, um, shows, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> B um, shows how much social media and, and this um, other thing that used to be new and isn't new has become part of our lives. Um, I've met the most unbelievable people and formed incredible relationships, both personal and um, and professional, with people that I've met, met, and mm-hmm. built relationships with first on social media. So I think it's made um, a big difference to me um, personally. We built the slow lounges and we created a, um, a community of people Initially through social media, that's, that's how we built it. We, we seeded um, knowledge and information about the slow loungers. We created a desire. We built a community who spread the community feeling. And, and already then, social media, because when did we launch that? Three, four, six years ago, five years ago, mm-hmm. was a big part of how we do business and part of my life. So I think that um, the same way that influences your your brand life, it influences your personal life because there's no such thing as a work life. It's one thing. Mm, it's the course, whole yeah. you. Ta- ta- by the way, if you wish to call in to chat to Heidi B, and that's, yeah. that's the way she that does it, not me, uh, you can call into 0891-104-207. She is. Uh, certainly people in the advertising and marketing industry, everybody knows and I have no doubt about that. But if you don't, Chief Marketing Officer at 
hollard that insurance company with a, with a purple uh, signage, which is just almost a contradiction in a, in a sort of dull and grey industry. So I think anyway, how, how did you get into this industry? Hmm. So what's, I, like, what's your story? Yeah. What's my story? My story is that I have a BSc in nursing. Okay. Well, Go I figure. Think, so yeah. I delivered babies and did all sorts of interesting things. Um, I remember, I was thinking that you may ask this question, so I was trying to remember because I'm old and grey now. Well, I don't look grey, um, but that's money at the problem. Um, I remember driving with my dad in the car when I was in my teens saying, oh, I really like that ad that I heard on the radio. And he said, what was it for? And I couldn't remember. And I think that was the first time that I was aware, that I became aware of the fact that I was interested in this industry. But it wasn't a thing then. Mm, you didn't go mm, and study mm, it. Mm, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, after my nursing degree, it was a it was a long slog. It was a five-year degree. We were overqualified. We weren't doctors. We weren't nurses. I ended up in a pharmaceutical company as the market research manager. And I remember sitting in the office of the product manager for Dallas and C, which for those of you who haven't used it, is an antibiotic, very sexy, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. sexy product. Mm-hmm. And the product manager, because they weren't brand managers then, had all this Dallas and C product paraphernalia all over her pinboard. And I can tell you now, I remember the moments sitting there thinking, I want to do this job. I want to be a product manager. I just... And, and, so read, read brand manager. Read brand manager. That's not very technical, but brand manager. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that was in the olden days when there weren't such a thing as a brand manager. And I knew I wanted to do that. So so it just was an evolution. I ended up in, in um, the market research um, environment. I was at Markinor after that. Um, I looked after um, the marketing, actually, for marketing Markinor, which was a professional services mm, firm, mm, mm. Um, as well as getting into the uh, the, the brand measurement um, with top brands research and so on. So I got to touch and work with strategically some of the best brands and lesser known brands in the country and from a consulting point of view. Um, so it was an evolution and it was always about doing what I loved and loving what I did and just intuitively knowing that this was the space I wanted to be and in. Then, and then with hindsight, I mean, it, it was the right decision, you right? Completely, absolutely. It, was a, it just evolved from um, pharmaceutical market research, pharmaceutical marketing into more general marketing and um, and it's been just a has, has your BSc nursing helped you in what you do right now? You know, you know. I think that um, apart from the fact that my cupboards are organised like a labour ward, <laughs> uh, okay. and I plan things down to the last minute because you you can't uh, you can't get stuck at the end. Um, I think that the the um, the scientific approach to thinking and um, and researching and um, um, organising thought and all of those things are you know you can never know. I think. Even these days, more so these days, when you're 17, what you're going to do forever. Mm, Jobs haven't mm, been invented mm, yet, mm, mm, um, that the young people are, um, you know, my kids included. So I think without doubt, any learning, you should learn, you should learn what your passion is. And your passion will change um, as time goes. And, and that's okay, isn't it? 100%. So, so some of the brands, so you had hollered now, just, just run through the various brands you mentioned, marketing earlier for the market research, but some of the brands you've actually worked on? Oh, gosh. Some of the, the brands I've worked on, all sorts of things, down to Caterpillar forkl- and, and Heister forklift trucks. Okay. Wow. That was the coolest. Um, one of the, we worked for nine months 
to win um, this project at Barlow World for Caterpillar and Heister forklift trucks. And at the end of it, when the guy gave us the project, um, I said to him, I could have had a baby in the nine months that it took to do this. And he said, speaking of that, um, it would be great if you brought me a man to run this project because, you know, this is a man's world looking around at all the equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, in fact, it ended up being three years all over the world of amazing work on this fascinating brand that um, I did, and I certainly wasn't a guy, and I made sure I always wore heels and a skirt to remind them that I wasn't a guy. Okay, well, there you are. Um, well, what about, so, okay, you mentioned Kulula earlier on, and, and, and what else? Other brands and... and, and how, how has been your approach in working with those brands versus now? I think that um, when you understand what a brand, so so when you understand what a brand is, and when you are honest with it as you would be with a child, understanding what its strengths and weaknesses are, what its purpose is, what it's meant to do, how it does or doesn't resonate with people, you can really apply that to anything um, as long as you believe it has integrity. So um, there's some brands I don't think I would choose to work with. I was really lucky. At Which ones would you not work with? Like, no. Hmm. Which brands? There's lots of human being brands I probably wouldn't want to work with now because I think you have to work really, really hard <laughs> through the integrity issues. Um, which brands wouldn't I want to work with now? I'm sure if I'm going to think about that and come back. Okay, to let it. me know. So, it's, so we mm. know they don't have to even approach you. Mm. And that's it, yeah. Which brands would you love to work with? Like, absolutely. Oh, which brands would I love to work with? So I, I love a startup or a fix-up. I think that's As that's opposed to, best. so Coca-Cola is out for you. As, to, as opposed to maintenance, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for Coca-Cola, but I don't think I'm suited to, and I love what, what Sharon does is amazeballs, but I don't think I'm the best suited to that kind of thing. I don't think I'm suited to maintenance of a large bank or something so like you, that. So you, you suit to, to startups making things happen from, from the very beginning? Yeah, or, or you know, it, Holland is a very entrepreneurial kind of environment. One would be surprised to know that we have more than a hundred kind of different partnerships. So we're all the time inventing and creating ways to communicate those partnerships, and that interests me. This last week, I was uh, we were talking about our partner in, with our partner in Pakistan. Mm. I mean, I've never had the opportunity to consider how you manage a brand in Pakistan before. Um, financial services brand in Pakistan, yeah, really it, it, fascinating. Yeah. So I think that you know, just to, to be able to do that, um, and so I think you know, much like CEOs should be able to go from one organisation to another. I think that. Um, I've had the, the, the blessing to be able to do that for 12 years in Markinor. If I think of all the kinds of discovery and robo steel tubing and McDonald's mm-hmm. and all kinds of organizations, and I love the stimulation of that, to really to think, to pull away all the nonsense and get to the essence of what the brand is and what its, what its purpose is and how the people um, who hold that brand connect with it and, and take it forward. Well, what, what then has been, you know, if you then reflect on your career, like probably the, the finest, the single finest campaign you've worked on? So the single finest campaign, shucks, that's, um, so let's, I think the, the single finest and funnest mm. and the one with the most um, pleasing return on effort Given where the return on effort, effort, I made that up quickly, is got to be the soccer world cup that we did with Kalula. Mm -hmm. Because that was fun, I remember that, yes. mm, And because of how vindicated we were in in giving Sepp Blatter a bit of a 
uh, run for his you money. You were actually ahead of the whole world. Oh, we were. Now the whole world's followed you to Zep, get Zep Blatter out. Exactly. So it was fantastic because we got, I mean, we just, we, it's what started off as a, a really simple piece of communication to encourage people to fly before the World Cup because people were stopping, um, stopped making bookings because they thought it was going to be expensive. We consulted the, the FIFA guidelines for how you could not couldn't, couldn't um, advertise and we pushed them. Of course, we were Kalula right to the edge. Mm. And the day that I got the phone call from our attorney saying, Heidi, what have you done? I was like, yeah. And that's when social what media started. Yeah, because I knew we hadn't broken the rules. But I knew we'd push them to the edge. Okay. And that began this, this roller coaster of work that really cost us nothing. Um, the Sunday Times even said to us, because we put one page in the Sunday Times, they approached us a few weeks later after the media storm globally mm. had started because mm. we were being chastised by um, FIFA when really they had said, we're investing in the country and we want businesses to succeed, and then they weren't letting anybody. And, and just to confirm, the, the, the thrust of, of that particular campaign was what? what? What did you say? So we were just saying, um, we were just talking about, you know, you, anybody can fly, fly with the, um, the unofficial, we said the unofficial carrier of the World Cup, because mm, mm. we, we weren't official. So we said the unofficial. So we weren't saying anything wrong. And the World Cup can be any but World they didn't, Cup. No, right? they didn't like it at all. Yeah, so you don't say FIFA World Cup. It was right? fantastic. And then we offered anybody called Sepp Blatter free flights. And then a dog mysteriously changed its name to Sepp Blatter. He looked alarmingly like Sepp Blatter. Not sure how that <laughs> happened. And we just had a fabulous time with it. And we got amazing coverage. And actually, um, I think that's when Sepp Blatter started to show some vulnerability. Really yeah. Mm. How? What did they do for the brand? Look, it got the brand recognized on um, on a global platform. It really did. I mean, I got to meet incredible people. I got interviewed by um, journalists from all over the world. It was just astonishing at some points. Th- thanks to FIFA, right? Thanks in to fact, FIFA. Is, is that how it always works, that you, you get close to the edge, and, and when, when they then take you, say, to the ASA, for example, as long as you know you haven't broken the rules, but you're close – you then welcome the type of attention that it that it gives you, right? So I so I think it depends on on the brand and the and the integrity with which you are pushing that envelope. Um, so so some brands can't do that and shouldn't do that. So even at Hollard now, I have to keep reminding, you know, Hollard is a a brand with lightness and with um, a little quirk and a little wry smile. And I have to say all the time because people look at me from Kalula, I say we're not Kalula and we're not Nando's. Um, so you have to know how far you can push it and you should do that with you know knowing your child and knowing whether you should put your child in drama class or public speaking or not because you can't always that's do a, that's that that's a good point yeah. so, so you need to know your boundaries just, mm. just, just lastly a, a brand not of yours you know currently say flighting in South Africa in the last year that you still say wow to and you wish that you were involved in crafting. so I think watching some of the work I think Coronation is doing beautiful mm, beautiful work their latest piece is just fantastic I think there's some um, of the social capital kind of initiatives that are doing really gorgeous work and and ground graping, ground break, ground breaking. Mm, I should mm, have had mm. that second cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> ground, I'm not saying Gr- grounded coffee. Say, thank yeah. you, mm. exactly that. Um, the the Brothers for Life circumcision campaign work has been really fantastic. I think the um, I think what we're missing, we're missing radio, really great radio. In fact, we're even grappling with it. I think it's tough. 
Um, but there's been some really beautiful work that's been done, and I think a lot in the social space more than in the brand space. Um, it's not been so exciting of late in the brand <laughs> space. All right. Let, let's end with this. See, so I can't give you a coffee fix. Maybe some, maybe Matapella can help you out with that. But having said that, the, 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 the great fix for you now, with hindsight, working in the space that you are, what is it for you? I, um, I, I have a thing on my, on my desk that says, do what you love and love what you do. And I really try to be conscious of that every day because you can get so pulled down. I work with actuaries, accountants, and engineers. Mm, mm, I mean, mm, that's it. Mm, mm. Men ones, not even women ones, mostly men ones. And you can get so sucked into the, um, the negative kind of thing of having to challenge everybody all the time because everybody's a marketer, right? Um, and everybody knows and everybody's hairdresser and everybody's wife prefers this color, prefers that mm, ad. Mm, mm. Um, and I think the, the, um, the challenge of every day remembering that actually this is my gift. This is what I bring and trusting my own gut because my gut is years of experience. It's like 20 plenty, 25 and, and years. And you are good at what you do, right? Well, I hope so. I think so. I was just going to wait for that answer. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Of course, you are Heidi Rada uh, Brower, Chief Marketing Officer at Honda. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I'm going to indulge you in one other thing as, mm. as you get out of here. Uh, tweet about five or six big takeouts for you in terms of your career. Oh, and I'll share that. Just use hashtag media show, right? As an SMS saying, tell your guest that the Kalula brand she created really resonates, comes from Osquito. So there you are. Osquito knows what you've done and then maybe many others as well. Well, thanks for that. So do tweet. I look forward to chatting offline, or rather in that case, online with you as well. Uh, certainly someone who's made a massive impact in the field of marketing uh, in, in our country, uh, Heidi Brower, the Chief Marketing Officer at Hollard. Right.